Hi, friends. I don't know why I say hi, friends. Why would I say hi, friends? Correct the mundo. <laughs> hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News. I'm Kevin Ryder, and this is Mike Catherwood. And every week we try to bring you some positive stories that restore your faith in humanity because people need a little bit of a balance in their lives. I think more so than a balance. I think people just need to err on the side of people are good. And uh, most of the stuff we intake through media doesn't do a good job of letting you know that. And these are some good stories of people being good people and actually most of the time not seeking any kind of response from it, but just doing good acts because they're good people. I think that's more. I honestly think that that's and uh, you know me, I have such an expert level of understanding of sociology and biology and evolutionary science. But I do think that that's um, more natural and appropriate to what human the homo sapien really is than the Mm -hmm. opposite. I agree. You just never see that highlighted. So that's what this podcast is. And if you like it, subscribe, tell your friends. Mike will now start us off with an intro by Scott Staff Staff? of Speed. Yep. I thought you were going to say Bayo. Scott Staff of Creed. Scott Staff. We'll now do our intro. Can you take me high? <clears throat> it's an intro. Show about you again, bro. Say hello to a happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Michael here to give you great news. Hiya, yeah. Do you know there is a video that I saw? No. With my eyeballs. I don't want to know anything about the videos you see. I know. No, no, this one's and it it, it's been scrubbed by record execs who make lots of money. They did whatever they had to do with the NSA to make sure it doesn't get up. But I saw it (laughs) with my own eyes. And Kid Rock to my face confirmed that it was like not like some deep fake or something. But back when Kid Rock and Creed were like the biggest, you know, top, they're talking 99 ish, 2000. It's really hard to imagine a time when Creed was on top, but they certainly were uh, uh, selling preposterous amounts of records. Mm-hmm. You know, they were on a tour and they were in a trailer together, Scott Stapp and Kid Rock. Okay. And there were many ladies um, right. present. Both Scott and Mr. Rock were receiving a certain service. Right where um, a young lady's head was not in the camera view, but their torsos were, if you're there, a young lady's head might've been below the camera view. If you're- Kid Rock's head was in Scott Stapp's lap? No, no, no. Um, Both, there were two young ladies, one with Scott and one with Kid, and they were both providing a service. Gotcha. That they couldn't talk at the same time. Right, sure. And Kid Rock's understandably enjoying this situation and mining- and Scott Stapp looks over at him and says, like, kind of reaches over and, like, hits him on the air. He goes, it's good to be the king. That happened. That didn't happen, though, for real. That happened on That Earth. happened for real? With, I, I saw it. I need to see it. Okay. Let's post it on here on Great News. Someone call Kid Rock. <laughs> and I'm sure he's got a cop somewhere. Oh, he showed you on his phone? Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. Let's be clear. I saw this on some like I'm a rock geek. So I saw that this existed. And this is years ago before it got gotcha. the, the kibosh put on it. Um, gotcha. But then I happened to 
encounter Kid Rock at some social event. And I asked him, I was like, was that real? He's like, yes, that's real. And I couldn't believe that fucking happened. He's like, what a fucking douche. <laughs> Imagine that. And that Kid Rock is, is, is crazy about your response. If you're being judged by Kid Rock. Kid Rock thought what you did was inappropriate. That's, right. wow. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be kind of religious. But, Scott Stapp, no? And I, you know what? I actually feel bad clowning the guy because he has come forward now, apologized for his behavior of the past. And, and he had a very, very serious drinking and drug problem. And it kind of led him to be a person that he probably isn't. And, uh, but if, if you, you can leave those that, details out next time so that we could just have fun and laugh. Yeah. That would be helpful. Okay. Okay. Let's start uh, great news. My first story is about uh, monkeys named macaque. They are named macaque. That's the name of the monkey. Don't look that way, Mike. That's Did, the name of the monkey. And can you play England, with macaques? <laughs> you can. Yes, you can. They're very responsive. Yes. Can you put uh, macaque any, in your mouth? I don't think they would like that. No, they might okay. scratch so, your face ma off. Macaque's not edible? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, they are endangered as well. Does macaques, macaques shoot venom? <laughs> They're monkeys. Monkeys don't shoot venom. Come on, I'm trying. I mean, I get the joke, but I yeah. I know, I know. I shouldn't have said it. There's a, a place in England called the Trentum Monkey Forest, and it's the home to these monkeys named macaque. And... They're an endangered species because of illegal pet trade and um, poaching. They are yeah, they're poaching. And they're trying to figure out how to get them to mate. Macaque needs to mate. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not quite sure how to do it. And I, I don't know how this idea came up, but they thought, what if we bring in a Marvin Gaye impersonator and he sings, let's get it on. Listen, for macaque. time out, time out, time out. The guy sung, let's get it on for macaque. That, that's, that's awesome. But yeah. who the fuck that is of some type of status at this monkey zoo mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, they should be working with us. Like who the fuck is that immature and crazy? And, the, and how many people were like, oh yeah, it's a good idea. We'll get a guy to sing, let's get it on. For monkeys. This and is real. Oh, my. I can't wait to see this. This Let's is see. so real. And he's not great. So I'm not positive he's helping the monkeys. But listen to the <laughs> Marvin Gaye impersonator singing to try and get the macaques to have sex. <laughs> this is real. The guy's standing, it looks like, on some type of blanket in the in the forest. And he's singing, and there aren't any people there, but there are monkeys. This is a true story. I this is a true story, and it happened. And he's saying, let's get it on. He also saying, let's get it, let's uh, sexual healing. He also sang that for macaque, and um, there was no word on whether it worked or not. That's from an like that's an Adam Sandler movie. 
a bad one where you go, right. come on, you're not really yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah, that's not uh, Uncut Gems. That's like a horrible, shitty Adam <laughs> Sandler movie that you, do, you don't want to watch, but you end up watching anyway, where there's such preposterous mm-hmm. things going on that you're like, why would they even write this? True story. And by the way, they didn't get a good singer. That was my point. Like, although, again, why do we think that matters? They're monkeys. They they can't go, you know what? That guy's not so good. I'm not going to have sex. No, That's but a- the, you're right. They're monkeys. They don't speak English, but they do have right. ears like we do. And I'm, I, I don't know, but I would imagine they understand pitch and harmony in the same way. It's please. Really Maybe. good stuff's pleasing in a way Maybe. that really bad stuff isn't. And I'm Jeez. also saying, like, do you get the guy who clearly is like the like the end of the night karaoke bar singing? Well, Let's here's my me. thing, because I've done a lot of thinking about this. Okay. Who, how many people said no before they <laughs> finally got to the end of the night karaoke guy? No, I'm not going to go out in the forest and sing for monkeys. No, that's what all good singers said. And then they ended up with that guy. No, you might be right. Because who says yes to that? You and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think one of the monkeys said, little pitchy, dog? Little pitchy. No oh, for sense. sure. Within within <laughs> the second song, which we don't have video of, because the monkey started throwing shit at him so quickly. <laughs> there was so much feces. If you want to look it up, just to make so that you can see it for yourself, Mike, it's the Trent, the Trentham Monkey Forest in England. And just that, type I, in Marvin Gaye impersonator monkeys and the story will come up and it's not believable. But it made right. me happy. Well, that's, so a, that's my great news. That's a great story. And I'm glad we started off with that because that's amazing. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to see something else amazing? I'm almost positive you've probably seen this because it blew up the Internet. But I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine not doing this on this show because this is the most profound expression of human connection. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. And it's the blind Paralympic runner who is literally tethered to another sprinter. I have seen that. And they win the race. Let's see the video. He's like a guide, a guide sprinter. Right. He's a guy. Yes. So that- yes. she is a she is a sight impaired sprinter in the Paralympics. And she has another guy with her literally tethered to her hand. That is essentially just a guide sprinter. And they're so lockstep in unison. It's uh, you just your mind is blown because imagine the level of practice rehearsing of every single stride, the coordination of breathing, the hand movement and the foot movement. It is it is an a, a, a unbelievably elegant am, expression of human connection. Am I? Okay, go ahead. Let's watch it. So they're tethered at the wrist. Why is she wearing a blindfold if she's blind? It's actually not a bad question. Maybe her... I read someplace, maybe it had something to do with her um, eyesight being bad enough that she can't see, but not completely blind. I don't know. Either that or also, I would imagine if you can't see, maybe the security of that cover work. Because like, even if you maybe. close your eyes, you still see stuff. You still see like light expression. Like that maybe fucks up her. her that could be. Uh, coordination, you know. Am I a bad person that I just wanted her to pull out further and outrun him? 
and just be well, like he does finish before him. Just like dragging him along because he can't keep up. That would have been hilarious. What if Come on, man, I'm in the lead. Come on. What if you're that guy? Yeah. What if you trip? Right. How bad do you right. feel? Right. You feel awful. Because you don't know, right. not, not only ruin your race, you destroyed her whole, all I mean, that you trained not, for. It's not his, his race, right? I mean, he's not a competitor. I don't think he has any competitive Right. Uh, I think he's just a guide yeah. to help her. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that sprinting is not out of the um, realm of possibility for somebody who's blind. Yeah, let's if sprint. you're blind, yeah. do you go, yes, running as fast as I can against other people, that's what I'm going with. Yes. Have you ever tried Every- to just, like, I'm sure you have. I don't even know why I'm asking this because you're the same level of dumb as I am. You ever, like, get with your buddies and you see who could go the farthest down the hallway or, like, on a staircase with your eyes closed or blindfolded? 100%, yes. It's terrifying to it go super slow for five feet. It's terrifying because you're like, well, here comes a fire hydrant into my face. Imagine going against elite level sprinters and just, just gunning it. Yeah, I agree. It's That's ter- amazing. It's amazing. I love no, that. No, I've done that. It is terrifying. The first second you go, this isn't too bad. And then the second second you go, I could die. Yeah. I could die. Right. This, this is, it's just so cripplingly scary. That's ah, so crazy. Uh, the NFL my next story is the NFL with the uh, Super Bowl. I don't know if you watch the Super Bowl, Mike, but some people I did. Uh, watch watch a football game. Called I'm sorry, game. I'm not familiar with this event. Is it a small boutique? <laughs> and before the game, I don't know if you noticed, on the field there was another football team, the Riverside Cubs, um, were just um, standing on the field to get recognized by the NFL because they are an all-deaf football team. They're an Whoa. all-deaf football team. Yeah. Whoa. Now, listen, I've told you before, I'm an idiot. We played an all-deaf football team in high school. Did you really? And yes, and they beat us, first of all. And second of all, I was the quarterback, and I said, hey, this is fantastic. We can just talk to each other. Literally, yeah. Right. So I would say to the wide receiver, uh, go out and turn, you know, hang a left or whatever. And then we came off after the first quarter and my coach goes, you know, they can read lips, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then they destroyed us. This, this is the Riverside Cubs and it's an all deaf high school football team. And before the game, they were on the field. Check this out. The captains of the California School for the Deaf, Riverside Cubs. Before the game even began, millions of people around the world watched the team captains for the Riverside Cubs as they stood on the field. Here's the coin we're going to use for today's game. The NFL is recognizing the team from the California School for the Deaf as trailblazing Americans who defy stereotypes. I mean, you've got the most eyes on you, the most acknowledged event for the NFL. Truly goosebumps. Recently, Trevin Adams and the Cubs made history by taking their all-deaf team to the state division championship game for the first time in the school's 68-year history. They played against hearing teams and only lost one game. Trevin's father, Coach Keith Adams, was also there to experience the Super Bowl moment. Uh, What an honor to be a part of this historical event, to be selected as Coach of the Year, and, you know, for my son to have that experience on the field. Cubs player Jory Valencia was also on the field. 
His father is the school's athletic director. Historically speaking, we're a minority group, so we're often minimized. And the NFL football has brought the deaf community on the map. Other members of the deaf community also took part in the Super Bowl, including American Sign Language interpreters and deaf rapper Warren Wawa Snipe. Coach Adams says this Super Bowl wasn't only about a championship. It was also about inclusion. It was a huge deal to the deaf community. We didn't show that we couldn't do things. We showed that we can do things. And the NFL is opening the doors for the deaf community. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And the the thing that I learned about that from the football game is, I don't know why, but at least for me, you automatically think if someone's deaf, and I'm not trying to be mean about this, but this is my, my was my thought process. They're a little less than. So this is an amazing story that they're beating other teams. And right. that very thought, they're a little less than, is wrong. It's just dead sure. wrong and embarrassing. It's, it's you no, know, I mean, and I think that that's something that um, <clears throat> humans struggle with. It's something you universally struggle with, that if someone is inherently different than the norm, Yep. You, your animal brain starts to figure out reasons why they're substandard, you know, and that's, uh, that's the, one of the more challenging parts uh, built into being disabled. There's also the added layer of the social kind of, uh, limits that you have to puncture through. And that's, uh, yeah. it's really beautiful when you can see that happening. When you grow up, you have to literally just fight your animal brain and say, no, that's dumb. Let's not. Yeah, it's just just silly. (laughs) Um, And also, like. I mean, obviously, it's not necessarily like some other sports where hearing would be almost crucial. But man, football is such a technical sport with so much audible communication. It's very impressive that you can excel in football without being able to talk to each other you know and again just like the blind sprinter um it didn't occur to them to not play football yeah that didn't occur to them why shouldn't they play football and they won every game except one kevin i love it when we have a theme going i'm going to keep the theme going and look at someone else who is disabled but not at all allowing it to get in her way she is a young woman 21 years old, very attractive, and she is on she is on Tinder, which is uh, where the kids go to get laid. Right. And uh, she has one arm and she has not lost her arm low kind of on the foot. It's it's up by the shoulder. She has no. But instead of trying to shy away from that or even hide it she prominently displays it in her twitter profile pic and really shows that she not only has a good sense of humor about herself she actually has a high level of sense of humor as you can see she is lauren she is 21 and she puts as her career an arms dealer (laughs) hands down the best catch on tinder face 10 out of 10 body 9 out of 10 Personality, 20 out of 10. Arms, one out of two. (laughs) That's so great. And by the way, not only 
it, does she show her arm? She's leading with that arm. Like yeah. She could have she turned right the other way it. to cut. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It uh, it doesn't hurt that she, you know, them titties don't hurt. Like it's all she's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she can. Uh, no, I have no idea what you're saying. She can lead with that because it, it doesn't hurt that it's, you know, wrapped in some pretty nice. <laughs> and pretty nice wrapping paper. Yeah. All right. Um, my final story for today is a Maryland officer. You probably have seen this video, too, because it did make the rounds. It is a uh, crossing guard in Maryland saved a Northeast Middle School student. Um, she was she put up her hand for everybody to stop. And everybody did, except for one car that didn't even slow down. And watch the quick thinking and the quick movement of this woman who literally put herself in front of the car and did get hit to make sure that the kid did not get hit. Governor Larry Hogan will honor the Cecil County police officer who put her life on the line to protect a student. Now, last week, Annette Goodyear was working at Northeast Middle School as a crossing guard. She tried to stop an oncoming car for a girl in the crosswalk, but the car never stopped. Hogan says he will be giving her a governor's citation for her heroism and putting herself at risk to save the student from being hit. A very well-deserved honor. Wow, she just pushes that student out of the way. It could have been a lot worse. She just acted, reaction, this and luckily it frightening okay. beyond words. Now to an amazing. How about that? Oh my God. She didn't even think. She just grabbed her and threw her. She did get hit and she is okay. So that's the good news. But man, oh man, she got hit by the car to make sure that the kid did not get hit by the car. And and clearly yanked the kid out of the I mean, that was really heroic. That was yep. really amazing. And that fat bitch had to be texting, right? How do you, because she that she just had no idea there was someone in front Wait, of her. Who? Who? The driver. That? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I didn't, I was trying to figure out if you were saying the crossing guard was no, fat no, no, the no, girl no. was fat. Okay. No, I, I, I would, I would, I would only be so insulting to someone if, because what a dumb bitch. Like there wasn't, that was clearly someone who had no clue that there was walking human beings in front of her car in the rain in a school zone. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? Wow, what a hero. That's a beautiful, beautiful that's, story. She's man. amazing, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. All right, Kevin, uh, check out this last story. And this is, a, this is an ongoing story. I hope that by the time... Um, this this episode airs that there is some conclusion because this is a living, breathing thing as of right now. Okay. So the uh, United Nations has a world food program. Uh, one of the things that United Nations deals with on, you know, underneath probably the most preeminent thing is world peace, trying to get countries to get along. The next thing is is hunger and, and starvation and and um, happily the problem of starvation has never been better in this in this world that we live in right now in 2022 i did not know this but the the problem of hunger has never been smaller um, i didn't know that either right wow yeah it's it's a, it's a, it's awesome it's amazing it's it's a bit crazy that the bigger problem right now is obesity but um that's you know that's beside the point so the world the world uh food program of the united nations gets together and they announce that if they were to just have six billion dollars, they could end world hunger, completely dissolve it. What's okay? Six billion with a B. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, to humans, that's an insane amount of money. 
Yeah, but if you think about it, for wealthy countries and wealthy people in wealthy countries, it's not, it's not that much, right? Elon yeah, for Musk. The, for the few. Oh, yeah, for Elon Musk. Elon Musk hears that and he says, um, that's, a, that's either A, not true, or B, um, you, you are grossly negligent in doing your job. Because if that's true and you can show me paperwork and sign contracts to, to agree to be completely transparent to where every single dollar is going, I will give you $6 billion right now. And he, wow. he said it out loud and said it directly to the United Nations. And that was on Monday of this week or middle of February. And as of right now, they are literally deliberating on how they can create the framework and structure to get Elon Musk to give $6 billion to the UN World Health Council. Wow. A lot of people hate on the ultra, ultra, ultra rich, and mm -hmm. I can see why. But a guy that will step up and give $6 billion is that's pretty great. It, 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 Elon Musk is a strange man and he's he done some strange things. But at the same time, I, I don't know how you can't overall look at him as someone who is very important and positive to humanity because he takes his extraordinary talents and mind and resources and has completely revolutionized the way we look at the automobile, uh, completely revolutionized the way we look at space exploration, completely revolutionized the way we look at rapid transit. And now he's saying, look, I, I'm whether or not you like my motives or not, I'm, I'm putting your ass to the fire and I'm more than willing to put my literal money where your mouth is. Uh, show me how it's done. Here's $6 billion. And that is an ongoing story. Hopefully, by the next time wow. we record great news, we will have the conclusion. Uh, that's not that doesn't seem possible. Doesn't seem possible that world ender could world hunger could actually end. When you when you hear things like tr trillion with a T being spent on on, you know, defense and warfare, you 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 also you're like, well, yeah, six billion. That Let's do it then. You know? Yep, that's true. If you uh, like this podcast, you can subscribe, let your friends know about it. And uh, and Mike will now sing the outro as, can I make another request? Of course. In honor of the Super Bowl, Snoop Dogg. We did this last time in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it went too well. We're going to do it every time. Okay. Yeah, for shizzle, my dizzle. It's an outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Biatch. Say hello to the happy, goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike here to give you great nizzles. <laughs>